Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to Season 8 of Locatora Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. You're tuning into Capitulo 172-172. Last time on Locatora Radio, we interviewed Jade Richard Craven about her journey to becoming a screenwriter and filmmaker. Tune into that episode, leave us a review, and share with your primas. Today, we're airing the live recording from Mike Cultura's two-year anniversary live show at the iHeart Theater in Burbank. This show was so much fun, and if you missed the live event or the streaming event, this is your way to catch up and hear about how we've been podcasting through it, all the way through our 20s, through our indie era, and into our network era. So we hope you enjoy. It has been such a journey, and it's so exciting to officially document this journey on the audio archive that is Locatora Radio. So we hope that you love it. And we're going to start off the night with your prima's favorite podcast. You guys know who that is? Your prima's favorite podcast, Locatora Radio. Shout out to Mala and Diosa. Vámonos! Hola, hola. Hi. Keep it going for DJ Lechero, everybody. For DJ Sizzle. She's ready for the Renaissance tour. Hey, Sizzle. She looks beautiful. How are we feeling tonight? Yes, thank you for joining us tonight for the two year anniversary of the My Cultura Podcast Network here in the beautiful city of Burbank, honey. So quickly, should we introduce ourselves? Let's do it. So I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. And we are the hosts of Locatora Radio. And Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella. Which is a really extra way of saying... A podcast. We are podcasters. We have been podcasting since 2016. And we're going to talk to you guys about our podcasting journey. Podcasting through our 20s podcasting through our indie era, podcasting through the pandemic, all the way into our network era as a My Cultura podcast. So let's start from the beginning. Let's start. So it was 2014, 2015, and I started following you on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, we followed each other, and even though we're both LA girls, even though we both born and raised out here, we never met each other. We were just mutuals on Twitter, Instagram. Diosa was doing like modeling for a local boutique and I was so drawn to her right away because I mean, come on, she's so beautiful. Look at her. <laughs> Look at the cheekbones, you know? Yeah, and so we met in real life finally at a really amazing pop-up in downtown LA that like really changed the trajectory of our careers and our lives, but we didn't know it yet. And so we met at this Latina like powerhouse meeting. It was Latina Rebels and Chingona Fire, a poetry collective, and they had a just meetup for all the Latinas. And it was at the time where you would make a Facebook event. 
right? And everybody would go, and that's how you would RSVP. And I didn't know anybody that was going, but I knew that I had to be there. I remember seeing the announcement and thinking, every Latina with an Instagram handle is gonna be at this event, right? So we go, and just like women do, we become fast friends in the bathroom, in the women's room. And we take a group picture, and we start to call ourselves the Mommy Collective. And we would go out. Honey, we were out. Really, the Mommy Collective was just going out and dancing. Yes, we That's were our own we little party crew. We yeah, were a little yeah, party yeah. crew. And at some point, you know, we're party friends, we're having fun, we're in our early 20s, we're newly in LA as adults, and I start listening to podcasts, and I start listening to indie podcasts. And I say that because if I was listening to you know, maybe like a public radio podcast, a studio podcast, I may have felt like I can't make a podcast. Like, who am I to do that? But I was listening to indie podcasts and I got the idea to start a podcast. And I texted Mala and I was just like, do you want to start a podcast with me? And I said, I do. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Now, I had never listened to a podcast before. Never. I, never. Never. I probably, I don't think I listened to a podcast until we were like two seasons in. Mm -hmm. We were like two years in before She's I listened just, to my first podcast. Just listening to our podcast, that's it. I mean, what else do you need, you know, except the sound of your own voice to guide <laughs> you? But no, we started podcasting and we did it at a very, well, we, we used to call what we do, like, we were very rasquache, okay? Like, our budget, we were Dollar Tree DIY. $30 mic like off of Amazon, that's how we started. And we recorded at a clothing boutique in Highland Park called Mi Vida at yes. first. We recorded our like first four episodes there. You could hear the space in the room. Mala brought her dog one time. You could hear him barking. Like, and that really set the stage for our sound. It was very rasquache, it was very DIY. But I think that gave us so much heart and soul because we were just making it work. Yeah, a lot of character. Yes. Yes, a lot of character. And for years, actually, we would get comments, love them, think they're great, but their sound is terrible. <laughs> their sound quality is not great. But it also is something that allows you to really trace the trajectory, because every season, the sound gets better, mm -hmm. the production value gets better, the content gets better, the listeners get better. And so I really value those early recordings. Absolutely, and you know, we call ourselves a radiophonic novella because like telenovelas, our community loves novelas, right? And they're a community experience, right? How many of us have been watching novelas with our mommy, our abuelita, every day, right? For a whole series, a whole season. And it becomes a part of your life for that time. And we very much see our podcast as that. We've seen our listeners grow up with us. We've seen them change jobs, go to school, graduate, become mothers. And in many ways, the podcast is an audio archive, not only of our lives, but also what our listeners are interested in at that moment. What you listen to episode one through 20 may be different than the last 20 episodes of this past season. 100%. And we, like, were living our own novelas at the time. We were. You know, the show was really, like, following the narrative arc of our own lives. We were working in nonprofits, both of us at the time. Um, very traumatizing, the whole experience. We talked about it on the show. We were both dating terrible guys. 
We were. You know, we really were. So that's all documented in the first few seasons of the yeah. show. My, my ex-boyfriend made our first jingle. Yes. So, like, you know, fact, true story. We had to change the jingle when we signed with My Cultura. Yeah, we don't need you anymore, we sir. <laughs> we but, have a new sound. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Backing up to the beginning, you know, we started Locatora Radio as a passion project. It was a hobby. Yeah, for our friends. And we were ideating our first meeting we took at La Monarca in Boyle Heights. Yes, Locatora was born and raised in Mariachi Plaza. We came up with our name. Yes, we came up with our name at La Monarca on First Street. Uh, we recorded at Espacio 1839. Yes, for sec give it up for Shout Espacio out. 1839. Shout yeah. out. We Nico and Myra. We could not without Nico and Myra. We recognize that and we give them their flowers anytime that we can. So important, right? A free community radio station with a soundboard and microphones and the ability to not only record but publish our work online. And then it was so fun because it's the type of recording studio that's also part of an art gallery and a bookstore. And so we were kind of in this little fish tank and people would come in and shop and watch us. And it was, we were literally podcasting in the community as people were there for events. And it was just really, really a beautiful time for us as podcasters. It really was. And that was also when we were recording on Saturdays because we had day jobs. And we were growing this little empire without really realizing it. I think we were entrepreneurs without even calling ourselves entrepreneurs. We didn't have that little hat on yet. We didn't realize yet that we are the product, honey. <laughs> we didn't realize. <laughs> I mean, you know? And then, and then we started throwing parties. We started yes. throwing, well, well, we were podcasting. We're making ourselves known. People are starting to listen. We're getting some attention. We're getting a little bit of a, a fan base and some press, right? And then there's this party collective called La Junta, and they reached out to us and asked if we would host a day party, like if we would host a party for them. And I remember we, we looked at each other and said, like, do we do that? Do I we do parties? I guess we do now. Yeah. And we did. And we did, and it was so fun. And that planted the seed for us to host our own parties, create and produce our own live shows. And we were doing that to really keep the project going, right? As an indie podcast, you have a small budget. We were making merch, selling little hats, and throwing live events to really channeling it back into the podcast. So we did our first show, and we called it Locatora Live, a podcast party. And we didn't see other podcasts at the time in 2018 doing live shows, doing live events, doing live parties, but we were doing it with our friends, with our community, many of whom are here right now, who've been here since the beginning, since day one. Yes, and thank you. And uh, our very first Locatora Live, a podcast party, Curly and Maya were actually our guests. They were our special guests. They're gonna be here tonight. Give it up for them. Yes, super secret bestie club. Uh, DJ Sizzle DJed our very first Locatora Live, a podcast party. Our makeup artist, Roberto, who's here tonight and did our glam. He did our makeup for Locatora Live, a podcast party. So it's just very full circle. And the yeah. team is still here and still going strong. And we love it. Yeah. And while we were working our day jobs, throwing parties, we were also traveling and doing university gigs. So what we did was we took our uh, episodes and we would turn them into workshops. And we started getting invited to like 
Stanford, Northwestern, Williams, and Chicago. Like we were traveling everywhere. And that really gave us a chance to connect with our listeners and also make some money that we would funnel back into the podcast. And we had, we were so amazed by how supportive our listeners and our friends and our community was. On one trip in particular, we went to Chicago. Girl, we had zero dollars in each of our bank accounts. We were broke. We left LA knowing we had absolutely no money. And we kind of were, you know, we were just a little, uh, to to borrow a modern term, we were a little Delulu, you know? We're, you know what? We'll figure it out. We'll Uber. We'll pay. It, we'll fi- food. We'll figure it out. It it's gonna be okay. It will get paid for somehow. And so we're there. Zero dollars. We didn't tell anybody we were flat broke. We didn't even really tell each other. No. Until we were deep in it. We were already there. <laughs> but then our our friends, our community, our listeners, they. Let me give you a ride. I would love to drive you. Let me take you out to dinner. Let me take you to the airport. We 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 didn't have to. We didn't have to ask. We didn't tell anyone. We didn't tell anybody. (laughs) Almost missed our flight. Yes, but they, we did almost miss our flight. But because of just the quality of our community, they were just, just offering and just taking care of us. And so we made it out of there unscathed. It was fabulous. And we, I think that like, I don't know, it just like was so touching. Yeah. You know, like these folks, they're listening to us. We don't even know who they are. And now we're meeting everybody and everybody is just so kind. And it was also interesting because, you know, we're talking on the podcast and talking about our lives and dates and our jobs. And to us, you know, you, you put the episode out and it's done and that's it. But then whoever's listening, it carries more meaning for that person than we know or understand. You know, and so that also I think was motivation for us to keep going. Like this means something to people so much that they like, they want to take us out for cheese curds, you know? <laughs> and that was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I think, you know, as we were traveling and meeting our listeners and growing our audience, we were also spread so thin because we were using like our paid time off, our sick days to, to travel and work the amount of times that we lied to our bosses like i had so much oral surgery <laughs> a lot I of had dental so surgery many wisdom teeth <laughs> removed you know what i mean yeah my dog my dog was sick a lot <laughs> during that period but you know sometimes you have to lie to your boss to follow your dreams you can quote me yes and i i think that that's advice that i would give to anybody not the lying per se but keep your day job as you're growing your art, you're growing your craft, whatever project you're doing, keep your day job for as long as possible. Because while you're, when you're worried about money and how you're gonna pay your bills, it really does affect the art that you create. And so we kept our jobs for a long time, mm-hmm. up for until for you, at least 2020. Yeah, until the pandemic. I was working as a teacher um, at an all-girls school. I was the sex ed teacher. Yes, it was very fun, very cool job, very fun. Um, but w- it got to a point where like, we're, we're getting booked for gigs and journalists are writing about us and we're in the LA Times and like things are happening for the show. And we had this sort of, this, this moment. It was like our come to Jesus moment, really. Yes, our come to, our, our come to Beyonce moment, yes. you know? Where it's like, either this is a hobby that we do on weekends forever, or we like really invest 
time and energy into this and make this real and professional and really move this show. So I did not remo uh, renew my teaching contract. I quit my job. Yes, the and and we were podcasting full time. And this was at the top of 2020 because yes. in our minds, 2020 was the travel year. Mm -hmm. We were gonna go to all the universities, we were gonna be booked and we were gonna be flying out everybody. And what happened, right? The pandemic happened. And the pandemic, as horrible, tragic, right? It gave us the space to kind of reimagine what the podcast could be. 100%. So what started as an indie podcast, Locatora Radio, in the middle of the pandemic, we decided to launch a production company. And we did a fundraiser. Our friends and family and listeners donated. And we launched Locatora Productions, LLC. Yes. We also launched because while the world was slowing down in many ways during 2020, we decided, okay, if we're not gonna be traveling, what are we gonna do? Well, we're gonna start pitching. So we started pitching brand new shows to different networks, and we got a lot of no's. Like, all no's. All no's. Yeah. We did not get one yes. And that was, think led us to the realization that we were already a production studio. We weren't calling ourselves producers, we were just calling ourselves hosts and creators, but we weren't calling ourselves writers, producers, editors, we were doing all of it. And that really gave us that moment to reflect and say, well, we're already doing it anyway, so if we fundraise, we can make a brand new show, and we did. And if we had not gotten all those no's, I don't know if it would have led us to really launch and get serious about becoming a production house. We realized, yeah, we can, we can just make these shows ourselves. We don't need to ask, we don't need to apply, we don't need anybody else to green light us. If we have an idea, we know how to do it, we know how to create um, a brand, we know how to cultivate an audience, we know how to put a podcast together. So we started to grow our slate and then, and then something very, very, very exciting happened. For Hispanic Heritage Month one year, we were part of the Spotify Aquí Siempre campaign and our photos were in Times Square for 11 days. And it was very cool, very exciting. It was very cool, but we were also so broke that we couldn't actually Still. fly and see it. So yes. while all these wonderful, beautiful things were happening, we were still like hustling, we were still growing. But people sent us pictures and it was really cool. <laughs> and it was cute, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. So, you know, uh, I put out my own solo hosted show. This is um, a very family friendly event, so I'm not gonna talk about that show here today, <laughs> but follow me at Mala underscore Munoz and, and you'll see all about it. But um, we're growing our slate of shows, Locatora is growing, we're getting more press, um, our second podcast got nominated for an award. Um, yes, thank you. And won an award at the Gotham Film and Media Institute. So we flew out to New York. We received our award. Alec Baldwin was there. <laughs> I know, it was kind of wild. And uh, this was after the incident also, okay? Yeah, it was wild, dude. He was there, because he's a podcaster. He has a podcast. Anyways, so... Um, we go, we accept our award as Locatora Productions for our show, and there's a spread in variety, 
and and we just continue to work because things like this show us like what we're doing has value. People are seeing it and the work is good. So let's keep pushing. Yeah, and I think like if we look back at those young women in 2016, we didn't realize we were creating our own jobs because we didn't, at least I didn't, have this idea of being an entrepreneur, being a founder. I was just a writer, like I was just doing my little art over here and I didn't realize that we would be creating our own jobs, which is now we're podcasting full time. Full time with a network, dude. So let's let's talk about, because we're here honoring My Cultura's incredible anniversary, their birthday, it's such an important studio, uh, a network, a, par- a part of iHeart um, that's elevating and telling Latinx Latino stories, which is very rare, right, I might say. So let's talk about how this opportunity came to us. We got an email one day, <laughs> like the email, the email, you know, the life-changing email. Um, from Giselle. Shout out, Shout out Giselle. Giselle. Shout out Giselle us. for seeing us. And she reached out and she said, you know, I've been following you guys for years. I've listened to Locatora. I think what you guys are doing will fit right in here at the My Cultura Podcast Network. Um, and after some he- hefty attorney fees and, and contract negotiations, we joined the My Cultura family and we're now in our second season with My Cultura. <laughs> Do you remember what you were doing when we signed our contract? No. So. Do you remember what I was doing? I remember what I was oh, doing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I was in grad school. I was in the very first semester of my master's yes. program, and I'm in lecture, and I get the email with the contract. Immediately I book it, and I run outside, and I FaceTime Mala, and I'm like, we got the contract, we got the go ahead from our attorney we need to sign it. And so here we are on FaceTime, like signing our little document together because it was for us like this he- historic moment for our, our little audio universe. Yeah, I know I was at my grandma Nacha's house. There we go. <laughs> I was with Nachita, we were hanging out. It was mom- it, a momentous occasion. And we had other offers from other networks before My Cultura, but none of them were right. You know, none of them were the right fit this was the right fit, this was the right network, and we kept telling each other, we were so happy that we waited, that we said no. It can be so difficult as an indie project to say no to, to money and to opportunities when it's not exactly right, you know? But yeah. we got really good advice from amazing Latina creatives like Lala Romero, who sat down with us when we first, of Belladonna, um, Yes, yes, Lala's amazing. And she sat down with us and she told us early on, you know, keep your IP, stay indie for as long as possible. If these are the types of offers you're you're getting season two, imagine where you'll be season six. And she was spot on. She was so right, because it was season six when we signed with Michael Dura. Yeah. Yeah. I think that speaks to saying no, right, to things. I think as, like you said, as indie creators, as Latinas that are like in the room for the first time, having these conversations for the first time, it can feel like you have to say yes for the first time. The first offer is like 
the offer, but it's not always the right offer. So I think it's recognizing when to say no and being really confident in that no, that something bigger and greater will come along. Yeah, and there were a lot of times where things felt static, you know, yeah. where we felt like we were standing in one place where Nothing there wasn't- was happening. Yeah, like there wasn't movement. But we kept, we kept putting out episodes, kept putting out episodes. And I think that's been key too, is even when you're not getting the validation and you're not getting booked and you're not getting outreach and you're not getting written about, is continuing regardless. Yeah, I think that's, you know, we started teaching workshops. We started teaching people how to create their own podcasts, right? Because podcasting, if you have a phone, you have a recorder, right? You have a recording device. So you, anyone really in here could make a podcast, but it's really hard to keep it going, which is why you see a lot of people start and then they stop because it's so much work. And I think the consistency in whatever project that you have is really valuable, really important because you don't know what doors are gonna open in the future. And, and I think too, it's also been about, we're very different. Um, our energies, our creativities, and what we bring to the table. And that difference in style has, I think, also helped to keep the project running and keep things fresh, you know? We, we work really well together, and we weren't planning on working together when we first started working together. No, you know, it just worked out that way. We did not create a partnership agreement until 2021. Yeah. <laughs> I do not recommend that. We have obviously been amazing friends, you know, really close and great business partners, but you never know, right? And so the fact that we didn't sign anything official until 2021, I think is incredible. Give it up for us. Yeah, shout out <laughs> us. Mala, what is your favorite thing about me? Oh my God, there are so many things to love about you. I mean, I will say this, and I've been saying this for years, Diosa is, is really like the heart and the engine of Locatora Radio. She keeps us going, she keeps us on schedule, she keeps me on schedule. <laughs> she keeps us organized. She went to grad school to further study her craft as a podcaster and has brought just a level of technique and skill and professionalism to the show that allows us to, to put out episodes every week on time of high quality. And I love you for that. Oh, yes. Thank you, girl. Give it up, give it up for the Osa. That was not scripted, y'all, okay? <laughs> I mean, I love you. And one of my favorite things about Mala is her creativity, her humor, her wit. She brings the, the fun energy, the really smart things also to the podcast. We started creating visuals with the podcast. So around season four, I believe, we started doing video trailers that announce each season. And those are creative directed by Mala. Those are written by Mala. And it keeps that freshness to the podcast. And it allows us, I think, to shine in our own ways. While I may be audio heavy and focused and like, let's keep it going, Mala is like thinking over here. Like, how are we gonna make this beautiful and how are we gonna make this bigger? And we actually filmed, we, we made a short film, like an eight minute short film. What year was that? 2019? Yeah, it's yeah. called, it's really cute, you guys. You guys have to see it, it's, it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. It's called Loquitas Anonymous 
Also, to pause, I yes. want to shout out Valerie Ramirez of Whittier Beauty Collective because she's here in the front row and she's my nail artist. And she allowed us to film our film at this, at her studio, at her salon, which, as you know, as indie creators, like to, you don't, you have a small budget and location studios can take all of it. And she just offered her space to us. And so we filmed there. So what you see on the film is with your beauty collective. Yes, ch check it out, check it out. And again, a testament to like the community and our community, like business owners letting us record in their space and film in their space and make art in their space is so important, it's so huge. And without folks like Valerie and without Nico and Myra at Espacio 1839, it can be so hard for indie Latino creatives to get space, to afford the space, to make the work. So yeah, just thank you. <laughs> thank you again. And so, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> and the film was created and written by you. So I know we're wrapping up soon, but like, let's give them a little synopsis of the film because we're not just a podcast. We also film, we do some yeah. writing. Yes, so you know, a, lo a lot of podcasts these days are on camera or on video, but we always liked pairing our podcast with like scripted shorts and, and, and like playing with genre. So Loquitas Anonymous is an eight minute science fiction film and it's based in like a near future tech apocalypse that we call the patriapocalypse, right? Brought on by the patriarchy. And so it follows these two radio hosts who host a pirate radio station called Radio Loca and it's housed in the basement of a nail salon called Comadre Nails. Because comadre looks a lot like the word comade, you know? And a comadre really is a comrade, if you think about it. That's and that's true. how we think about ourselves and our comadres as like comrades in the struggle, you know? And, um, and then after that, we did more scripted shorts, like for our season seven, we did um, like a, we built like a fake lemonade stand and we were like selling lemonade, you know? To fund the podcast. To fund the podcast. And then when we launched with My Cultura, our scripted short was like us recording out of Diosa's house and aliens come down to get us. And it's the My Cultura network beaming us up, you know? Take us to your network. Take us to your network. <laughs> so we have fun with it, we have fun with it. And we're gonna keep having fun with it. Yeah, and I think like no matter the genre that you're in, like keep it innovative, keep it pushing. Like just because we're audio first, like doesn't mean we're limited to that. We can also create visual trailers, we can create parties, we can do workshops. It's not just the audio. And I think that that is what's kept us really rooted in community because we have, meeting with our listeners has been like, they have been the ones, y'all have been the ones that have pushed us to do more, right? When we started back in 2016, we were just gonna be a once a month show. <laughs> that was our idea. Okay, we can do this once a month, we have full-time jobs. And look at us now, we're with My Cultura. We're network girlies, yes. And, and I wanna thank My Cultura, because now not only are we network girlies, but honey, we have health insurance. Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. <laughs> we have a real budget now. So thank all of you for being such great sports tonight, for being just incredible. We're so happy. We're so lucky to be here. It's been 
seven years in the making, and we just couldn't be happier. And happy birthday, Michael Tura. Give it up. Give it up for Michael Tura. Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, is executive produced and hosted by me, Mala Munoz, and Diosa Femme. Story editing by me, Diosa. Audio editing by Stephanie Franco. Thank you to our locamores, our listeners, for all of your support. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.